0: denver sports presents the mile high hockey podcast with mike evans presented by fort comfort gutters now here's your host with the latest on the burgundy and blue mike evans
1: welcome into mile high hockey she's rachel V. Hill, i'm Will peterson we are not mike evans but we're happy to be with you on this friday night before your holiday weekend gets going rachel how you doing
0: I'm good. I'm excited for Christmas. I'm like, all right, let's wrap all this stuff up. You guys, I love the holiday season. So I'm good. What about you yourself? Yeah,
1: I'm great. And you know, the avalanche will play the coyotes tomorrow night at ball arena and then get their own holiday break. NHL mandated holiday break. I do think that's a good idea. I understand why the NBA plays on Christmas. I understand why the NFL plays on Christmas, but the NHL says, listen, We're probably not going to compete with those two leagues if we're just being fair. So, you know what? Let's do a mandated holiday break. Let the players spend Christmas, the holidays, whatever they celebrate at home with their families. I think that's cool from the league. I think it's important.
0: I love that. I mean, the season's already so long. And then when you're adding and taking time away from family members, it just adds like another level of stress almost to that point. I mean, even for media members, right? Like people that have to travel and go to every single game. It's not just the player on the team. So I love that. I love that the NHL is like, you know what? We're not going to compete with those two. We're going to put our players first in this situation and give them a much needed break because the season is so long.
1: Yes, it is a very long season. And speaking of a long season, Mm. the Avalanche had one of those games last night, Rachel, that was kind of like, if you win it, good. If you lose it, you were never supposed to lose it, so people would slam the panic button. The last place in the Eastern Conference Ottawa Senators come to town, not a good hockey team, just fired their head coach a few days ago. And the Avalanche find themselves down 4-2 late in the second period. And then Nathan McKinnon. Gets his hat trick to tie it at four, gets his fourth goal to win it 6-4 on an empty netter. I got to go through the history with you real quick, and then you tell me what's most impressive, okay? I'm ready. Nathan McKinnon scored his 300th career goal. He's the fifth player in Avalanche Nordique's history to reach that milestone. Nathan McKinnon became the first Avalanche player ever since they moved to Denver to score four goals in a hockey game, which blew my mind. And he also extended his point streak to 17 games in a row, tied for the longest in the NHL this season. As I was writing that story last night for DenverSports.com, it was like McKinnon, McKinnon, McKinnon. Rachel, which one of those three jumps out the most? Because they're all historic in a game the apps needed to have.
0: Well, the four game or four goals in one game is like, really? Like, holy cow, that's crazy. That stat definitely pops out to me just because I – I don't know. I would have assumed that somebody else would have put up at least four goals in a game. But wow. I mean, Nathan McKinnon is such a baller. Like every single time you see him go out there, you have this like extra oomph in you, right? Just as a hockey fan in general, you're like, all right, he's out there. Like a play can definitely happen. But I mean, I think it has to be the fact that it was four goals. I'm sitting there watching and I'm like, oh, three, the hat trick. All right. Nathan McKinnon, way to go. And then he does the other one. And some of those like shots were snipes last night. And I'm like, of course, Nathan McKinnon just being able to figure out ways and put the team on his back. And honestly, the hockey gods, I think were like, listen, Nathan McKinnon, we know you've been frustrated. We're going to gift you this one for the holidays.
1: Yeah, the empty netter was a gift. You're right, because he gets the, the first three, gets the hat trick. Yep. The hat trick goal gets reviewed, which it was very clear or unclear if they were onside or offside. Yep. Luckily, the call on the ice stood, but you could hear ballerina hold its collective breath of like, oh, come on. He gets the hat trick. We all throw our hats and it may yep. knock out. Like, come on. That wouldn't be any fun. Okay, and, wait. Uh, I
0: need to ask you this.
1: was a gift. Yes.
0: Anytime I see a hat trick, I don't think I could throw my $50 hat onto the ice and know that I'm not going to get it back. I've hats are too expensive nowadays, but like every time I see all the people throw it, I'm like, that is so crazy to me because they're so expensive.
1: I do think they go to charity. So maybe that would warm your heart a little bit. Um, But I'm with you. Like it it would almost be tempting, especially when they're playing a bad team like Ottawa. And, you know, I'm not saying a hat trick's likely, but say there's a, I don't know, a one in 40 chance of a hat trick, some sort of a chance. What if you just brought like your most raggedy old hat, And he even stuffed in your hoodie and if security stopped you and said, what's that said, it's my lucky hat trick hat. It's what's going on the ice. We all have that hat line around our house that we'd be willing to part with just not the hat we'd wear for a night out to your point.
0: Yep. I just can't imagine every single time I see all the hats go onto the ice. That's the first thing that pops into my head is I'm like, those hats are so expensive and people are just like, yep, here we go. But that's why we love sports, right? We're like, yep. It's all about the moment.
1: So you said it. I, I think it's the four goals too. I was absolutely stunned when I started seeing that stat on social media because you're telling me Joe Sackick never got four goals in a game? You're telling me Peter Forsberg never got four goals in a game? Milan Hayduk, Alex Tangay, Gabe Landis Miko Randon. I mean, the list goes on and on. It's it's cool, but it's also, like, mind-boggling because it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a remarkable achievement. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But you would think a Joe Sackick would have had a hat trick where he also got an empty netter, and it just never happened.
0: That's crazy. I mean, I'm just going back to even, like, all the times we were talking about Miko and what he's been able to do and how many points he's done. But, yeah, I'm like, like the only – I can just think of six-point games for Miko. So, it's it's crazy.
1: So, he also gets – he joins the 300-goal club, joins Goulet, uh, Peter Stassny, not Paul Stassny, Milan Hayduke, mm-hmm. hey and Joe Sakic in that 300-goal club. And then this point streak, the longest in Avs history is 20 – and that's by Paul Stasny, who just retired, obviously, we know, Peter's son. So there's some Stasny history going on there last night, too. It's just kind of hard to keep straight, because for a Thursday night in December, Rachel, 6-4 win, game they had to have, it really did have a lot going on.
0: It did, and, and honestly, it's like the perfect timing, right? Again, we're like, okay, holidays are coming up. I know there weren't a ton of people in the stands, but the people that did show up to Ball Arena got one heck of a show last night.
1: They really did. They really did. All right, a couple other things around the ads that we need to talk about. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Devon Taves Because on Tuesday night after the loss in Chicago, a bad loss, the 3-2 loss to the Blackhawks, brought back memories of last year when they had a bad loss in Chicago around this same time and then went on a tear. Devon ripped his teammates. I know you talked a lot about this on Coffee Break. Yep. Um, I believe the quote was guys are kidding themselves if they think they're playing good hockey. Yep. Fill us in and then fill us in on your take on – is this okay for Devon to do? Has he been here long enough, enough of a leader? Or did you not like him doing it publicly?
0: You know, honestly, even as just an Avalanche fan, I'm not sure how to feel about this team this season. It feels like we're constantly on this roller coaster, which is exhausting. And it's like, all right, I, I'm done being on this roller coaster. You have so many stars on this team. We need like a few more, you know. I hate to call them like non-stars, but like the backup guys, right. That you really just need to be able to come in here and help out the main guys. And so it's this roller coaster of emotions that I feel like, I'm like, why are you losing to the Chicago Blackhawks? Like, truthfully, like you shouldn't have lost that game. Like, let's just call it what it is. And I don't mind Devonte's doing that. I think there are bigger things going on in the locker room that we're not aware of. Um, even Nathan McKinnon's first goal last night, I'm not exactly sure hundred percent who was out on the line with him, but his facial expression for, you know, getting the first one in the net was like, Expect him to be really happy. And he was just kind of muted and he just like went over, did all the like the high fives, the handshakes, whatever. And I was just kind of like, oh, but then the other goals that he got on the night was with Kale McCarr, Miko Ranton, and Devontae's, like the core guys out there. And he had huge smiles on his face. So that's just me like diving into it a little bit, you know, kind of paying attention with what we know is going on behind the scenes. But I don't blame Devontae's for being like, no. And I do think it's the separation of, I won the cup. There are some guys here who all won the cup together. We know what it takes. You're now here and you haven't won the cup. So like you need to listen. And I think it's, I think it's a little more chippy than a lot of us are realizing because even Jared Bednar, who's talked about it, like he kind of supported Devontae's and saying, yeah, like there are some issues that are arising essentially. I'm just, I'm sick of it. So I can't imagine having the emotions and going through all of the travel and doing all that together and, you know, not getting the result you want.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, Zach Byg made a really good case on 104.3 The Fan the other night. He said, what happened with Valerian Achushkin in the playoffs last year was not normal. We can't say that's normal. And then about a month ago, you got Jared Bednar just ripping his team, destroying his team, Michael Malone style. Well, Jared Bednar never talks about his team like that, so that's not normal. Then about two weeks ago, you got Miko Rantanen picking fights with Arturi Lekkinen's dad, cussing (laughs) up in an interview. Because Arturi Lekkonen's dad is a media member in Finland and ripped him in the media. And then you've got Devon Taves in Chicago two Mm -hmm. nights ago, three nights ago, saying guys are kidding themselves if they think they're playing well. And I was driving down the road, Rachel, when Zach was saying all this, and I was like, whoa. This team in 2022 had no drama, no issues, 16-4 and in the playoffs, most united bunch I've ever seen um, or covered in in my professional sports career. I mean, just clicking on all cylinders. Yep. And then when Zach laid that case out, it was like, yeah, a lot of drama around the abs in the last, I don't know, call it nine months. If you want to include the the Nichushkin stuff. And really in the last month, I just went with the three incidents of the Bednar rip job, the weird Miko Arturi dad thing and the uh, Tay's comments in Chicago. something Something's a little amiss, to your point.
0: That Miko thing is just so bizarre. I'm sorry, but even if you're a media member, I would never comment on a team that my son is playing on. And, like, I to a certain degree, I feel like you have to, but his comments were kind of just harsh. I was shocked. You know, like, we both obviously do this for a living. I can't imagine if my son was, like, playing you know my future son just so everyone's aware i don't have kids but my future son was playing in a hockey league and i was like destroying somebody else i just can't imagine doing that and i just it kind of shows you i don't know i just don't believe that their relationship is like rock solid right like i I feel like it's just weird
1: miko and arturi like grew up together and by all (gasps) accounts are like really good friends so clearly and I, i can't remember the gentleman's name but clearly his father like knows miko well so to your point it's like super strange to like just go destroy him and say he had a lazy summer it's like do you have an ounce of respect for like one of your son's good friends and oh by the way a top 10 player in the nhl like what are we doing
0: here yeah it was so weird they're just and to your point too and zach like there's so much drama that this team has gone through and i don't know i think because they were so tight-knit back in 2022 that it was just like all all of it, you know, it was like one banded brothers. And I do think because the Abs have been, you know, favorites for so long to win the Stanley cup coming into the season. I don't know if they're right now, the favorites to win, but I know they're up there. I I mean, you do have people that come over and they just think it's going to be quote unquote, an easy ride sometimes, right? We all, we all do that. That's just part of the nature of like, Oh, well, these guys will be able to carry us. I just need to go out there and play hockey, but no, you have to play avalanche hockey. Like, that's how you're able to win these games. It, it's a weird – there's a weird vibe with the Colorado Avalanche, and I never thought we would be talking about it.
1: Yeah, and guys like Tomas Cartar, they expected him to come in and score 20 goals. And guess what? You got one goal in 20 games? See you later, dude, for a fifth-round yeah. pick. That's nothing. Either get on board or get out of town. We'll see if that's part of a bigger move later on with the little more than a million dollars they saved on the cap. We're running up against it, so I want to finish on a happy note, and that is Sammy G. Samuel Gerard yeah. back on the ice at Ball Arena yesterday morning. Uh, he was in the NHLPA Players Assistance Program. Mm-hmm. Sammy G's statement released a statement on paraphrasing anxiety, depression led to alcohol abuse. He got that all addressed. How good was it to see Samuel Gerard back with the team? Not on the ice yet because Bednar said they're going to treat it like an injury. He's going to need some time, but yeah. I thought overall uh, very cool that he took the necessary steps to get some help and address his, uh, his physical and mental health.
0: First of all, the video of Logan O'Connor going up to him just warmed my heart yesterday at morning skate. It made me so happy, but I love to, you know, we're talking about the holiday break with the NHL. Like how often do you see players that are just step away on their own? Like they're not forced, right? Like in the NBA or the N or the NFL, we see players that are forced to walk away. But it feels like in the NHL they're so supportive and they have these players. Now, oh, granted, it could have been forced, and the NHL was like, "You need to get it together a little bit." But it seemed like it was really him who's you know kind of took a step back and say, "I'm not right right now. I need to walk away." And I think that's so inspiring to myself. I think to the younger generations of the kids that are watching, for a professional athlete to recognize that you know he's not in the best mental headspace and to say, "I'm going to walk away from the game," and for the Avalanche to allow him to do that and take the leave to do it. I just think it's so incredible, Will. And it's it's really inspiring to a point where I'm like, I'm rooting for the NHL even harder.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think all that was well said. It's it's cool to ask for help in, yeah. in a sense, right? Like it's should not be a stigma around it. It's not it's not your fault. It's the adult thing to do. So kudos to Sammy G. Uh, I expect him back probably after the break, Rachel. Um, yeah. You know, Benar said we'll treat it like an injury. I don't know if he'll play tomorrow night against Arizona, but he'll get his legs back under him, get back on the ice. And uh, mm-hmm. hopefully he can put this chapter behind him. Courageous oh. stuff from Mr. Gerard. Rachel, real quick before we get out of here, are they uh, going to give us an early Christmas present tomorrow night against the Coyotes?
0: Gosh, I sure hope so. Let's go, baby. Let's keep this win streak rolling because Lord knows I'm ready to get off this roller coaster. I'm ready to just have like the ending, right, where it's nice, smooth ride before we head into the playoffs. I you know we got a couple months, but I'm ready for it. I'm like, all right, let's just smooth ride this thing.
1: Let's just put it this way. Christmas at the McKinnon household will be a little happier if they uh, if they win on the 23rd. I think it'll be happier for all the abs. Uh, it, you know, if they get open presents with their family coming off a couple of wins in a row and then they get a couple of well-earned days off. I right, appreciate you tuning in to Mile High Hockey. Mike will be back next time. She's Rachel. I'm Will. Talk to you soon.